All right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza? You know, I'm a, I'm a little... I'm a little frustrated by some people that don't understand that politics is is not a science, but it's way more art than science. And and people that want to just look at the, the the glass half full. I'm sorry, the glass half empty rather than the glass half full. Listen, Republicans now take control of the House of Representatives. Maybe not the margin you wanted. It doesn't matter. They once you see that gavel handed over by Nancy Pelosi to the next spe- Republican Speaker of the House, it looks like a vote took place today. It looks like it'll be McCarthy. But I'll tell you, with a small majority, everyone has a lot of power in the House because just a few people can muddy up the waters fast, uh, which means that they better work as a team if they want to accomplish things for all of us. That's that's going to be critical. Um. You know, we did win Florida by massive margins. Uh, We did win North Carolina, which had been trending blue at times, although I think this this accelerated migration that I keep talking about is real and it's impacting the Carolinas and Tennessee and and states like Florida and Texas that we always talk about. Um, So but we did win North Carolina. Ron Johnson did win his race. Uh, We won uh, the state of Ohio. I mean, these these are not small accomplishments. I know it's not what you wanted. I know it's it's just frustrating. The system itself, I, I, I just get angry just just looking at this unfold. We should be so much better than what the disaster of, of Arizona voting and vote counting and Nevada voting and vote counting. And then we can move to Alaska. You know, maybe you'll find out by Christmas. I don't know. I have no idea when we're going to get to the to the bottom of this. And I'm not being Pollyannish. I'm just being realistic. Is you take your wins where you can. You learn your lessons. You dust yourself off and you move on. America is, is our politics has changed drastically with Republicans taking over the House. And, and we're going to see it in play sooner than later. So um, we'll get to all of that in a second. Uh, Joe Biden has a major problem on his hand. NATO has a major problem on their hands. As this report now that two people now were killed in the NATO country of Poland. Uh, sure, it was close to the Ukrainian border. Sure, Russia will probably claim it was a mistake. I'm not buying any of this. And the prime minister of Poland has called for an emergency meeting, uh, whether or not uh, they will invoke Section 5, which is an attack on one is an attack on all. Um, I think they've got to unite together against this. Or, or, you know, Putin has now shown a level of being unhinged that I think few thought that he was capable of. You know, and people that have studied Putin and we've we've spoken with some of them have said over and over again, they don't believe, even Obama said this, this is not the guy that I that I knew when I was president. Uh, president Trump has said something similar and, and also added that it wouldn't have happened under his watch. So we have now uh, two people killed in Poland after Russian rockets uh, were fired into Poland. And anyway, according to senior U.S. intelligence officials, the missiles were of Russian origin. And Poland's prime minister has convened the Council of Ministers, National Security for Defense Affairs, as a matter of urgency. 
And the government spokesperson confirmed with local news sites claiming that this is likely the result of the explosion of rockets that fell in a, in a town inside of Poland, hitting grain dryers, apparently. Anyway, the, the prosecutor's office and the army are reportedly on the site already, and they're trying to get to the bottom of this. Now, this is now a NATO problem, but it's also a Poland problem. Uh, if I was Poland, I would immediately strike back at Russian forces in Russia. And you say, Hannity, you're going to start a nuclear war. I'm, no, I'm not looking to start a nuclear war. I'm looking to prevent a nuclear war. I'm looking to prevent this from now getting far worse. The only thing that should matter here is that there be a quick and appropriate response. Now, if the response is comparable to what happened inside of Poland and you're going to send a message, we're not going to take it. And if NATO is, it's either going to be a paper tiger or it's going to have meaning behind it. And the only thing that aggressive nations understand is that if you stand up to them, and what we've been watching with Putin is, you know, he's become more and more aggressive, more and more unhinged, more and more embarrassed on the world stage, more and more of his, his closest associates and generals and others have been mysteriously disappearing, never to be seen or, or heard from ever again. This, this effort in Ukraine has not gone well. My problem with the entire effort is, number one, it should have been a Western European problem, way more than an American problem, and throwing money at the problem is not always the answer. And the biggest problem we have is a problem we always face is that is people are fighting wars, but they don't fight the war to win the war you know, they fight for a stalemate uh, because they don't want to use the weaponry that would actually win the war. And, and then Vladimir, of course, targeting civilian areas. He's taken out apartment complexes. He's, he's targeting, you know, water supplies. He's targeting infrastructure all over the place, you know, just to make life a living hell for as many Ukrainians as possible as he pursues his territorial ambitions. But there's got to be a response. I don't want a war. I prefer peace. But peace through strength is the only thing these bullies will understand. There's got to be an appropriate response. It should come from Poland with NATO's seal of approval, and it should happen immediately. This should not be something that they agonize over, you know, for weeks and weeks and maybe months on end. And then by the time they ever respond, you know, God only knows what else will have happened in the meantime. But they better do something. That, that's that's for sure. Um, and I will tell you, the American people are getting fed up. They see billions and billions and billions of dollars being sent to Zelensky in Ukraine. And of course, we end up bearing the brunt of providing the, the vast majority of munitions for Zelensky to you know fight this war when it's not in our backyard. Now, certainly, we got to stand by our NATO allies. That's not a problem for me. I think it's a good alliance, a necessary alliance. Frankly, the best thing we could do for our NATO allies now would be to provide them energy that they don't have so they don't freeze to death this winter because Vladimir Putin punitively has shut off the spigot and they stupidly became reliant on a hostile regime and a hostile actor, Vladimir Putin, as they gave in to their climate alarmist cultists in, in Europe. And now there are predictions that people are going to spend fully a third or more of their annual salary just to barely heat their homes this winter, not at the levels they're used to. 
and we're going to see the same effect and impact here at home, and it's going to be bad. Boy, I wish Election Day were in February this year. I really do. That would have been so much better. Um, anyway, so we're at a point here that we better make a very, very important choice. And, uh, you know, now we're going to have to decide what we're going to do in the end. Uh, now, for whatever reason, Biden says after meeting, you know, President Xi, he doesn't believe that there's an imminent attempt from China to invade Taiwan, telling reporters his meeting with President Xi and that he doesn't think anything is imminent in terms of China's plans to invade Taiwan. He made the remark when asked about whether a new Cold War with China could be avoided and the possibility of Beijing invading uh, Taiwan, which it claims sovereignty over. They, they talk about reunification. Um, quote, I absolutely believe there's, there's need, there need not be a new Cold War. I met with uh, many times with President Xi and, you know, we were candid and clear with one another across the board. I don't see that there's any imminent attempt on the part of China to invade Taiwan. What, how do we define imminent? The next week? The next month? The next two months? Doesn't sound like they said we're never going to do it. And I made it clear our policy on Taiwan has not changed at all, even though he's changed it four, five, six, seven, eight, ten times. Uh, it was an embarrassing moment, one after another, one, one typical Biden moment after another uh, when he was meeting with, uh, with world leaders at the G20. I mean, it was, it's, it's just so embarrassing. Every time this guy opens his mouth, I just like, oh, how did this guy ever become the leader of, of the free world? It's so embarrassing. Now, one other odd thing happened. Biden was so exhausted by the flight to Bali over the weekend that he backed out of the big China summit gala dinner that he was supposed to be the guest of honor at. <laughs> now, if President Xi didn't think you were weak before, he absolutely does now. Now, Biden apparently, now they're not giving us a reason as per usual, but he unexpectedly skipped the gala that was to take place, uh, well, tonight, last night for them, uh, at the G20 in Bali in Indonesia. Return, but he decided to return to his whole hotel room for the evening. They've given no reason whatsoever for this last-minute change to his schedule, which came at the end of a full day of meetings. Now, we all know why Joe bailed out. Joe was exhausted, so tired. could barely keep his eyes open the whole day. It was terrible. Um, anyway, White House official did stress that he didn't have COVID. Nobody asked, nobody's asking if he had COVID. Why did he change his schedule at the last minute and, a, and, and bail out on a gala dinner, a China summit gala dinner where he was to be the guest of honor? That's the question. And they don't have a good answer for it. And anyway, it's frustrating. So, you know, what's Joe now going to do? What is polling going to do? What is NATO going to do? You know, some of you might disagree and say we should just stay out of it. I, I just don't think he's up to the task of dealing with any of this. That's, that's the problem. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this will happen, but uh, the Republicans now will have the majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, in Arizona, they may be headed for a recount in the governor's race. Uh, let's see. Joe Manchin will face a new challenger in 2024. Now, this is going to get interesting. I'm watching Joe Manchin closely. Joe Manchin held the line against the legislative filibuster. Joe Manchin 
held the line against more spending. He said it was dumb during an infla- during inflation. Joe Manchin then made a deal with Schumer and Biden that he would go along with the the Inflation Increasing Act, especially impacting the Poor Middle Class and People on Fixed Income Act. He went along with that. His approval rating when he was opposing the administration in West Virginia was 70-plus percent. Then he goes along with this idiocy with a promise that he's going to get a pipeline out of the deal, and they end up pulling back on the pipeline. He's not getting the pipeline. And then in the lead-up to last Tuesday, he was promised you know, Joe Biden rather makes these comments about how they're going to stop coal in this country permanently. Manchin said, are you out of your mind? This is the entire economy of West Virginia. And it even then he said he's going to stop all drilling onshore, offshore, all of it. And Joe Manchin is now angry. Now, Republican West Virginia Congressman Alex Mooney announced today that he's going to run for Senate against Joe Manchin in 2024. And if Joe Manchin continues to down this road, he's going to be defeated in West Virginia. The people of West Virginia, if you're not going to fight for their jobs and their industries, and you're going to let your party destroy your own economy, it's not going to it's not going to bode well in that next election. That also raises the possibility, and I'm sure he's watching this. If Herschel Walker can win this runoff against Raphael Warnock, then that would mean it's 50-50. Now, if I were Joe Manchin, if the minute they could project Herschel Walker were to win, if that does happen, I'm not claiming it will, I hope it does, then he could be the 51st Republican senator and he'd walk into re-election. Just depends, I guess, what he wants to do. I want to remind you to protect your name and your reputation and your credit score. Uh, you can do it all with lifelock.com by Norton. All of us are exposing personal information every single day. And even when you're dealing with the government, you're putting your information at risk. LifeLock will see the threats we all miss on our own. If they find any of your information is compromised, you'll get an alert. If you're a victim of identity theft, you get a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist to fix it for you. Now, LifeLock by Norton, you can save an additional 25% off your first year on top of their low, low annual rate. Uh, just by using the promo code Hannity, call 1-800-LIFELOCK, mention my name, go to lifelock.com and use the promo code Hannity, 25% off to protect your name and reputation and your finances and your credit score. Lifelock.com, promo code Hannity.